1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Instagram and Facebook. At 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Please follow. And your pundits this week are Harry Mansell. Hello. Dan Bayliss. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello, everybody. And we start with a third win in a row since the lockdown was eased. We could play some football. 1-0 win over Aston Villa. Uh, the attendance was none again. Uh, no surprise for that. A pretty drab game, wasn't it, Harry? But again, Adama on the bench. Yeah, um, we discussed it last week. Was he going to start Adama? Was he going to do what we did at West Ham and put Dendonka in and... You know, be a bit more stable, and it's proved the winning match decision. Really, he got the goal, and uh, I also thought Den Dunker did a really good job on their biggest threat, which is Jack Grealish. So, another great decision by Nuno. Which, I mean, I wouldn't have done that. So, fair play to him. And I'll do a quick rundown of the team: Patricia and goal, Sace, Cody, Bolly, Doty, Den Donker, Neves, Martinho, Johnny, Jimenez, and Jota. It was an important win. It was nice to get one over your local rivals at the best of times. But to see them crying on Twitter after Jack, you love to see it. 
was about to say, yeah, it's the Twitter derby, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's always nice to win, especially take six points off them. Obviously, it really doesn't help them because they're well in trouble now. And again, the defence looks solid and we seem to be coming back and building on the foundations. Granted, we've only played clubs that are down the bottom, but if you go back to last season, we really struggled against clubs down the bottom. So it shows where we are now. Now we're t- turning those games that we could have drawn or lost into wins. So it's a third successive clean sheet. And let's be honest, Villa offered very, very little in terms of a threat. So we nullified them. Now, whether that's just because Villa are poor or because we're good, uh, we'll probably find out a bit more about that on Saturday. But you can't complain. You can only beat what's put in front of you. Ideally, you'd like to score a few more goals, but Dendonka took his really well. And as soon as Torore came on, he, he had an impact and, and meant that we could get that shot away. So overall, we contained him really well. Can't moan about the performance. Saw the game out well. And Bayliss, I thought a couple of players looked a little bit leggy. I mean, I had to double check the team sheet to check Neves was playing at one point. Say that, I just think we managed the game really well. It wasn't the most interesting thing to watch on earth, but you, Wolves went there and did a job. I think last season, as Jack said, we saw a very different Wolves play against those those teams down the bottom. And what we saw was an accomplished performance. We sit tight, we keep it together, hold possession, give away very few chances against weak opposition. 60 minutes, turn the screw, beat them. Cheers, thanks for coming. Three points, go home. Harry, I saw some um, comparisons drawn um, with Eddie Jones, who's the uh, England rugby coach, and Pep, and talking about um, players being so-called dropped in quotation marks. And I think Eddie Jones came back at uh, one of the reporters and said, look, mate, I haven't dropped him. His role has changed within this game. And I think a lot of people said that Adama was dropped, but it was just a change of role, wasn't it? It was bringing him on completely fresh and, and running at tired legs. Yeah, he's obviously not being dropped because he's done anything wrong he's been our player of the season but I think we've said before he's such a great impact player and he's shown he can start too so it just depends on what tactics Nuno wants to choose and it worked again didn't it there's been a few times where he's come on and just completely changed the game when everyone's tired and with his pace it works well so yeah he's no way was he dropped it was just a tactical move and he seems happy doing it and his energy yeah. works well when he comes on late Jack we're not quite seeing Jota in that post-Christmas Jota role we see him in a pre-Christmas one at the moment aren't no, we? No you know how Jota goes he goes in spouts of four or five games where he scores a load of goals and then goes off the ball and he's always slow to start a season isn't he that's one thing we've noticed a few times and this is a kind of like a, a season restart um, he should have done better for that whatever the hell Nylon was doing well I mean just, <laughs> it was just comical calamity for us. I just wish he buried that because oh. it would have been hysterical we could have replayed that for, for like yeah. <laughs> for years years on Twitter or the social or whatever but that's a few mistakes from that Nyland now that he's got away with isn't it just since the restart I mean what's yeah. what's Rainer doing if you're looking as a, a Villa fan see Bumble did that one over the line which VAR didn't pull back <laughs> and then he's just basically thrown it like I don't know an absolute turnip and it's gone straight to, J- to Jota and he skied it but if, if you tried to do that you wouldn't be able to he's like he's bowled like a, he's bowled a doucher out the back of his hand straight to Jota <laughs> like, I could do that but I'm not a professional goalkeeper in the Premier League I'd do that nine times out of ten yeah but <laughs> That was a calamity, but I also think Jota's miss was oh, just as well, bad. Well, that's the like, thing. We, the Jota, yeah. we were trying to get angry about Jota's miss, but every time they replayed it, we just started laughing. It's just, <laughs> just taken a touch. He had the it? whole goal to aim out as the bloke was backpedaling. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you wouldn't mind it falling to anyone on the pitch, really, the, the way that it fell. But, you know, you'd expect him to finish. If we hadn't got the result, he'd have got pelters for that. True. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think he would have done. In terms of the result, Harry, I know last week on the podcast we were sort of doing ifs, buts and maybes with Chelsea potentially losing, which, by the way, I think we do have to begrudgingly say uh, congratulations to Liverpool for winning the Premier League, although it will not be remembered for uh, for the way that they played during it. Um, that we could have been in the top four come three o'clock Saturday afternoon. It wasn't the case. Obviously, the way that the games have gone this week, uh, a win for West Ham against Chelsea has, has put us right in the mix and obviously winning games as well helps. But in terms of the season and, and the amount of games that were left and the fact that it was a, a local derby how important was that result? Yeah it, I think Jack said last week like when we last went to Villa Park in the championship we were really fancy to win and we didn't so yes Villa are not very good but as we know these fixtures can be funny and throw up a bit of a curveball and we could have lost but we dealt with it professionally like we have in the first three games and with West Ham beating Chelsea as well that West Ham away win's looking brilliant now and yeah. just on players individual performances I just want to give Johnny a shout out as well because I know Den Donker got man of the match but I thought he was brilliant and that picture I think Bayliss put on our socials of him skinning McGinn <laughs> was a brilliant picture and yeah a great performance again and I'm glad we won because it could have gone pear-shaped and if they would have beat us Villa which obviously they never really come close to that to give them a little boost so a bit of a double whammy wasn't it giving us a win to stay within the top four and wrecking their chances of staying up and Dan you like winding people up on social media at the best of times so it must have felt good on oh, Sunday well, morning I can't remember the chap's <laughs> name now I'm going to have to look it back up but I sent it onto the group there is a Villa fan bear with me caller Wesley, Wesley Boyle. Boyle please if you've got five yeah. minutes the hand, the handles Wesley Boyle five. <laughs> He's a Villa fan. Some of the, some on, of Dan, the tripe do a, do a that down. this bloke comes out with, it's just absolutely brilliant. He's Villa have got, got a game in hand, and we're this is this is from start of the season. But Villa have got a game in hand, and we're already ahead of Wolves. My preseason prediction of a Wolves seventeenth place finish is starting to look pretty accurate. <laughs> Unless they concentrate <laughs> on the league, they're in serious risk of relegation this year. Panned out well, Wes. <laughs> Any more? Any more, uh, Bobby Dazzler? Oh, there's so many. This is from the uh, 23rd to the 8th, 19th. We were always the biggest club in the Midlands, but now we're also the best team in the Midlands. Good. That was after two games of the Premier League season. <laughs> yeah, I um, It's funny you're reading them out, Bayless. I remember the first game of the season, I was in my local Liberties, you all know it, and they went one nil up away at Spurs, if you remember. I think McGinn scored. And I was in there with a bunch of Villa fans. And honestly, they were genuinely saying, oh my God, we're, like, we're going to be pushing for Europe this year. We're going to be up there. And to look at them now, it's just so funny because they've spent so much money and it just hasn't worked. Harry, this is, this is one of my favourites. This is from the 22nd of January this year. Our next two leagues fixtures are extremely winnable and Wolves have got Liverpool, then Man United away. Wolves fans are talking about the top four. Yet we could only be three points off them in two games' time. Should we be thinking of Europe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there only go. on the news, mate. So funny. It's a mentality thing. When you think back to the start of the season, when you had that geezer on, he was the the Villa fan as the pundit, and he was thought that Jimenez wouldn't get in the Villa Villa team over Wesley, didn't he? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. did um just on the game? Did any of you see? I think BT Sport put the clip on when uh, Adama Traore got up to come on. Tyrone Mings was shouting to another defender he's coming he's coming lads lads look he's coming like did you see the clip wait, wait like, for an order. I mean, he's scaring the life out of people Traore no, just like as if to say oh shit here he comes like we've got our work cut out now I just found that hilarious it's good BT Sport when they do that they put on like different I mean, angles don't they have the replays I'm really enjoying really this now I'm flicking back through the pictures so. I screenshot because my fa- the favourite one the best one by Miles and I hope the lad put some money on it we also heard the Europa League affected Burnley You'll do way to stay up next season playing Thursday nights with that squad. 
Guarantee we'll finish above you now. <laughs> You've got top seven. <laughs> Why need to delete all these? He's stuck to his guns. He's stuck to his guns. He is, he is. Have a look through. Deadly serious. I mean, the Europa, the Europa League hangover thing gets me because it turns out it only ruins your season if you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I did worry about it, though. We did worry about it, but it does... Yeah, we were. When we didn't win in eight at the beginning of the season, we were slightly Then we just go away to away and beat Man City and away and beat Spurs afterwards. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? Bayliss, you went on um, the uh, some show that's uh, run by the Everton guys. At, uh, the, yeah, the, Team the, Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. How how was that? Did they um, did they ask about the Europa League? Because I know Matt's always got quite jealous in the way that we've uh, not really let us... They let did a little bit. Their, their biggest concern was Traore, like the discussion we had, you had said about Eddie Jones. Yeah. They're really worried about why he isn't starting and if he'll leave because he's not starting. But I think I agree with the point of Eddie Jones. You have a role for a game and you're not going to start every game when it doesn't fit your suitability. Yeah. Now... We set up perfectly against the bottom teams and we've got to do a very, very different job on Saturday against Arsenal. be really interesting to see if... This is the test. The next three games the test of whether we are actually top Champions League quality football team. Yeah, I think good point. Um, in terms of uh, substitutions, Harry, only two this time round. He's not quite using the, uh, the squad to, to rotate in terms of tiredness, so that doesn't seem to be a factor. So that's obviously good news. Yeah, and I, I saw, I think it was Spears put out an article and I think there was a, there's a stat out there that every single one of our players come back with less body fat percentage. I don't know if that means much, but we must be like mega, mega fit. So the, you know, the uh, the programs they're all on during lockdown seems to be working. And I just feel, I'm just so impressed with how we've dealt with lockdown, how we've come back. We've come back and it's as if we haven't been away, really. I think we're one of the one of the teams that have coped with it the best. So yeah, subs obviously not needed. We don't need all five. Did, did you do your uh, pre and post lockdown body fat percentage, Harry? <laughs> I put on about forty percent. All paid press ups, Harry. You've been. He's been oh, half press ups. Yeah, so yeah. I put on forty percent, and then now I'm gonna be like on a Schwarzenegger. Forty percent so was your bottle of JD every day. <laughs> yeah, thirty-seven and a half percent, Harry. It was uh, a big game for Nuno. Actually, does anyone know why? Was it his hundredth? No, but you're in the right area. Was it 101st? 150 <laughs> games for Nuno. Hasn't that yeah, flown by? Yeah. yeah, so wow, uh, that's flew, yeah. him. Does it with a win. Uh, it's what we like to see. In terms of a man of the match, I think it might uh, know who you're going to go for, Harry, but tell us anyway. Yeah, Den Donker has got to be, hasn't it, with Johnny. Oh, I thought Johnny was second. Superb. I thought Johnny played well Better too. Better than Den Donker. Yeah. Would be Johnny for you, Dan? Yeah, I thought he was super, absolutely brilliant. It's... And uh, just give us the uh, the vote the, that swings it, Donker, And that was even before he scored. Sure. I thought he was having a very good game. But shout out to Sace as well and Bolly. That's just defence, just events in general. Excellent. Okay. Uh, well, we'll move on to the next one in the Premier League, and that is Arsenal. It's at Molyneux. Let's get your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joining now by Lee Judges from Same Old Arsenal and Arsenal Fan TV. Uh, Lee, which is your favourite out of the two? <laughs> that's harsh uh, uh, well listen I have to say if it wasn't for AFTV uh, I wouldn't be in anything so like you know that's given me lots of good things but uh, the same old Arsenal as me and Craig done that so that's very close to my heart as well so it's uh, a score draw as they say well okay uh, let's move on to uh, Premier League action a, a good win for Arsenal uh, 4-0 over Norwich this week uh, scoring goals makes change and that yeah, you know, like, to be honest, we're expected to beat Norwich. But, you know, when you win 4-0, you've got to be pleased with that. So, uh, 
it's give us a little bit of confidence uh, going into uh, what's going to be a very, very tricky next four games for us. So, uh, yeah, please just to get the win and, uh, as you say, score a few goals. Aubameyang scoring a couple. That's always a good sign. And David Luiz signing a new deal. Uh, who's his agent? He's <laughs> got a very good agent, hasn't he? He's, uh, he's probably the best agent in the world, you know what I mean? If Carlin done uh, agents, he's the one, isn't he? Like, you know? So, uh, yeah, very, very good. But do you know what? I'm going to say this now. David Luiz, is a, if Arsenal play in a back three, it suits him. If we play in a back two, it's calamity, you know? So, uh, uh, if Arteta sees that as a way we're going to play with like two central defenders and him, then it may not be a bad thing. But... Um, yeah, I can see why uh, other supporters are, are laughing about it, if I'll be honest. <laughs> I remember one of your old boys, Paul Merson, saying, if you play in a back three, it's because you're not good enough to play in a two. I think for us, it's probably Connor Cody, and, and for you, it must be David Luiz. Yeah, you know, but listen, you've, you know, you, you do what you, you play to your strengths of what your team is. You, you're, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And, um, so if if you have to play that way, then that's fine, you know. And uh, listen, it's done walls no harm whatsoever. So uh, I wouldn't knock it. I wouldn't knock it. Now it's sixth versus seventh. There's six points in it now after two wins in a row for Arsenal. Wolves are actually, in terms of form, at top of the league, uh, winning the last three and the first three since uh, obviously lockdown restrictions allowed us to play some football. Just before we started recording, you said you were nervous about Saturday. I guess in the last two minutes that hasn't changed. No, not at all. I, look, listen, Sam, I'm not because uh, um, I'm on your your show and being Wolves fans. I've been very, very impressed with Wolves. Uh, every time that they've come to the Emirates, they've they've more than matched us and been very, very unlucky. And uh, well, let's not go into last season's um, game because uh, it's probably one of the worst away days. That that being said, the last last time when we went to Wolves. After 60 minutes, I went up there with three of my mates and after 60 minutes, they, they were saying, right, come on, we've got to get this go, let's go. That's how bad that game was. So, you know, um, Wolves are, uh, um, I think, a very, very good side, you know, with lots of uh, attacking options, powerful, some wonderful footballers in that side. And, and what you guys are doing at the moment is um, quite remarkable, I have to say that. Do you feel a little bit for Arteta because he's clearly learnt a lot under Pep and he's trying to sort of translate it over? Do you think it's he's still in that bedding in period almost because obviously a, a sort of two three month break in the middle obviously wasn't brilliant. Yeah, do you know what I see um, a stat today? Someone put it up and, and showed it to me that if um, in the twelve games that Mikel Arteta has been in charge, Arsenal will be third. You know, so it seems so. It does show that he's. He's doing the right things. And I think once he gets his players that he wants, I think, you know, there's definitely encouraging signs for us being an Arsenal fan. But, you know, the big question is, Sam, if, if he's going to get back to in the summer. If he gets back to in the summer, you know, then obviously we can, um, I think, start to to be more, a little bit more positive than what we have been in the last sort of uh, season or so. And, you know... If, you, if you're going to be back, you know, like Wolves, there's a, there's a project going on there and everybody's on board on it and look at the success of it. So I think Arsenal have got to start back in the manager and what I, lo- I like about Arteta, he seems to be organised. One greatest thing about that is when we're playing under Arsene Wenger, like uh, Wolves, we were playing Wolves, Wolves would know exactly where we was going to set up, what players we was going to play, what formation. The good thing is now when, when Wolves go into coaching 
uh, tomorrow and looking at systems and all that, they're, they're not going to be sure what, what system Arsenal play. So that's a great thing. So, um, you know, some encouraging signs, I have to say, for, for Mikel Arteta, yeah. Speaking about summer transfers, uh, Willie Bolly did an interview with uh, Nicky Crosby at Being Sports. I just want to play you a little clip of that one second. Please, 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 Arsenal, sign Willie Bolly. No, never. <laughs> no? No, I don't think... I don't, I, uh, Arsenal is a very good team. Uh, everybody can uh, notice that. But on the paper, we, we are not afraid about Arsenal. Arsenal are coming um, to Wolverhampton on Saturday. I don't think... Uh, they are thinking they're going to win uh, very easy. So I don't have to go to Arsenal. Maybe if all the team goes there, <laughs> I will probably be there. <laughs> got more chance of getting in the Champions League this season at Wolves, I'd say, Willie. Love the little dig in the end of that from uh, Nicky. He says he, won't, <laughs> says he won't go, Lee. You gutted about that. Listen, you know, yeah, he's a very, very good player, isn't he? Like, you know, so to be honest, he's the sort of player that Arsenal needs. Someone like that, big, strong, powerful, you know, um, but... Listen, why, why would he want to leave Wolves at the moment? You know, times have changed. Um, it's not like um, Wolves um, need to sell these sort of players. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I have to say he's, he's correcting what he's saying. You know, um, uh, uh, you, I, I, well, how can you say it's been a long, long time? But like Wolves are definite favourites for this game. I, I, I don't think any bookmaker would have Arsenal's favourites for this game. So... That just shows you um, how well Wolves are doing and, you know, um, we, it would be hard, hard for us to, to, to try and nick a few of your guys, you know, if, uh, if truth be, uh, be known, really, yeah. And w- when we talk about Willy Bolly, we usually say big, powerful French. It almost sounds like that invincible Arsenal side from mm. the early noughties, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. Like, you know, Arsenal DNA, but Arsenal's DNA has changed. Um, and we, we would we would love to have somebody like that. You know, uh, I know Wolves fans wouldn't want to like hear that, but somebody of that ilk, somebody of that stature is is what Arsenal need. And probably, I'm going to be honest, Sam, probably two of them, you know. So um, maybe three if we're playing David Luiz. So, uh, you know, that's how we have to, to, to look to do it, you know. So who's ever scouted these guys for you, you know, has to take a lot of credit. And in terms of starting 11 for the weekend, Lee, what are you second-guessing? Well, I think that's. That, I, I think the yeah, air was second guessing a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was very, very similar to um, to the team on um, that played yesterday. I, I got a little sneaky feeling that Eddie and obviously Pepe have come back in, so it'll be a, a front three of Aubameyang, Pe- uh, Pepe, and uh, Eddie. So that gives us a lot of pace, a lot of movement, and obviously a little option on, on the counter attack there. You know, so. Um, I think Danny Sabias uh, and, and Shaka will play in the middle. I think Saka will come back in there as well. So that'll be the, the, the sort of uh, three in there. And then the rest will be shored up with defenders. It'd be interesting to see who plays on the right side for us because Maitland-Niles was, was, was fantastic against Sheffield United in the FA Cup. And then um, we've got Bellerin, of course, who's not in the best of form. And of course, Cedric come on yesterday. So that'd be the interesting thing. But we've got to, you know... Listen, you've got some uh, very, very good attacking options. So we're going to have to defend well. Unfortunately, having to defend well on Arsenal doesn't come in the same sentence. (laughs) And uh, I mean, Arteta has been using those five substitutions. Has that surprised you? No, I think you've got to do it to be fair. The games are coming up thick and fast, aren't they? You know, um, 
I think we've played probably one, maybe two games more than some teams now because obviously we had the game before, which was uh, our game in hand and of course the FA Cup game as well. So um, with the, I think that you have to rotate it. That, that's where I think that maybe a couple of the other teams, maybe Sheffield United and um, Leicester are probably suffering a little bit because of that. Um, so the bigger the squad, the better it is. And I think you've got to utilise that as best you can. So um, I'm not surprised that we've done it and a little bit of rotation as well. Um, and, I, and I think maybe maybe one or two games down the line, it would have been better to take on, let's say, a team like Wolves than it is now because they're still in that little freshing sort of fresh, little bit fresh, you know I mean? Not that many injuries. So, um, yeah, so I'm not surprised now, I have to say. And uh, obviously the man, uh, Kolesnac, should left back against potentially Adama Traore. He's had a little bit of, bit of a, a, a role change, I think, more against Villa rather than being sort of quotation marks dropped. Uh, do you think that it's a battle that is going to be a 50-50 or does uh, Adama maybe edge it? Oh, edge it? I think, uh, I think he's going <laughs> to... Uh, you know, I'm going to have to put two players I was being politely. I've been polite. We're going to have to put Tierney, Tierney on the side of him and uh, Lacazette in front of him and um, <laughs> David Louise behind, you know what I mean, to contain this fella. You know, um, one... F- look, listen, I don't think there's... Uh, you, you're, you're probably no better than me, Sam. I don't think there's any that many players that can match him for pace. In, in the in the Premier League, so maybe Arteta is looking at it and thinking, well, if we can't um, match him with pace, then physicality is the way to go. And if uh, if anybody's got the physical prowess to do that, it would be someone like Kalasnac. That that yeah. would be the only way of thinking. Um, I think Bellerin is Bellerin's very very quick, isn't he? I think he is. Is he the is he the quickest in the Premier League? Yeah, but he's lost a little bit of pace since his injury. So, um, you know, yeah. he's not as quick as what he was, you know. So, uh, um, I think we might have to put a Bamiyan back there the way it looks, you know what I mean, to keep keep pace with pace. Um, it's going to be a diff- difficult... I don't know how many teams... I don't know how you feel about him, Sam, but, like, you know, he, he's got better and better, hasn't he? And, yeah. you know, just got to hope... He, he's, there is that time that he can just perhaps have a be a bit erratic at times and hopefully like, he has one of those games against us because I think that sometimes if he's on his game, what I've seen of Wolves and when he plays, he, he, you know, I don't, I, I think Ashley Cole in his prime would give him a, would, would, would give Ashley yeah. Cole a real run for his money. So, you know, um, I think we're going to have to be, I think how I look at it, Sam, is maybe like we won't be able to stop him, but we can stop it at source, like so stop his supply. I think that's something that we'll probably look to be doing, like, you know, so that we can, uh, you know, you're only as good as your service sort of, sort of thing. So uh, I think that's what we're going to have to do. And of right. course, pray. <laughs> well, it looks like it's going to be absolute corker. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, in terms of a score prediction, Lee, neck on the line time, what do you reckon? Um, well, do you know what? I would have said a comfortable Wolves win uh, a week ago, but... Um, I'm, I know you've been bottom of the league. Yeah, we've beaten bottom of the league and, uh, we, we, you know, Sheffield United are no mugs, let's this, this, this no, be honest. And Southampton yeah. have, have done okay, but, we, you know, this is, our, this is the first... I think this is a game which will see where we're going to be uh, as far as moving forward. So, uh, and I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck out and say that we're, we're, we'll get a draw out of it. Like, you know, I think that... Um, I, I, th- I think if, you know, 
two weeks ago, I'd have bit your hand off for a, for a draw, and I would have said that Wolves would, would comfortably win this game. But I, I've got a feeling, you know, that Arsenal can can get something from it, you know. Um, but it's going to be very, very difficult. So I think my heart is ruling my head here, Sam, and saying a two-two. And if there is a winner in this game, does that secure at least European football? Do you reckon? Obviously, depending on how Manchester City do on their on their European exploits and what happens with well, their appeal. Yeah, I think that I don't know how you feel about it, but from Wolves' point of view, the two teams losing yesterday, Leicester and. Um, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea's just certainly given you a little bit of a boost. And if, if uh, you know, listen, if Arsenal can't get into the top four, which I, I think top four is out for us, uh, to be honest, I would love to see a Wolves or a Sheffield United get there. It would be really good to see that. So, um, and also, like, if it can stop uh, Spurs getting in there as well, like, come on, Wolves. <laughs> there it is. Like, There's the main down, reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So if we're going to lose tomorrow, uh, sorry, on Saturday, then um, the, the, there is a little bit of a, a compensation that you know that it's going to uh, it's going to hinder Spurs as well. So I think that's why it's not a bad time to be playing you, you know. But uh, I, listen, I think that Wolves, before lockdown and everything, they deserve to be in 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 Europe. Which one it will be really depends on 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 the form of your team going into the last few games, but. You know, we've had it since the lockdowns come. Wolves have been very, very good. So, um, you know, long may it continue after Saturday. But uh, I, I think that Wolves, whatever, regardless of the result on Saturday, I think Wolves will and deserve to get into some uh, European football, whatever it is that is going to be. Very kind words. And thank you for, for joining us on the 77 Club, Lee. Last and final question from me, which is not completely um, left field, but will you be going to the pub on Saturday? Um, I might, I might well do. You know, unfortunately, it's R five kickoff, isn't it? It would have been nice if it to go before. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, listen, this is this been a, if this was a normal game, it'd be great when it got, you know, R past five playing Wolves. You know, like uh, been a, you know probably stay up in Wolverhampton and come on the next day. It would have been a good, uh, a good game. Yeah, uh, but definitely a, a couple of points. Um, if not Saturday, definitely Sunday. Definitely Sunday. Perfect. All right. Well, Lee, best of luck. Stay safe. Uh, you too, Sam, and good luck for the rest of the season. Perfect, mate. That's spot on, as always. Thanks for helping us out. Uh, enjoy no the game. Problem. I'm uh, sure if we win, I'll be messaging you. If, if you win, I'll turn my phone off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no problems, like, you know what I mean? All right, so, uh, have a great time. Cheers, Sam. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Tom, mate. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? He's a crafty cockney geezer. <laughs> So uh, good to hear from Lee from uh, same old Arsenal slash Arsenal fan TV. Good insight there, and you know they're worried. It's nice to hear Arsenal fans worried. Very about complimentary, Wolves. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And you know results against Arsenal pre Nuno were pretty hard to come across. So um, you know we could make it uh, an unbeaten run, Jack. What do you think is going to happen with this one? I think, given the way the results went, it's very hard to not get carried away, and I'm trying not to because. We always said that our running looks favourable, but now we've actually got a quite a tough run of games, really, because we're not playing anyone who's on paper down the bottom. It's all teams in sort of you know mid table and you know slightly above us in in Chelsea's in Chelsea's case. So it's really it's difficult. I, I don't know. I don't know how this one's going to pan out, but this is probably this is probably the first real test. Not obviously the others have been tested. It's a test different, different test, ways. isn't it? It's yeah. different. Test. It's a test in different ways and. Last well, look to the game at home game against Arsenal last season. If we come out like that, then everyone will be thinking, "Yeah, we've got a chance here." But 
we are still the underdogs to reach the top four or you know Champions League football, whether that be top four or top five. We're the outsider of the pack, so our goal difference is a little bit worse. We've got given Leicester and Chelsea a, a three-point head start, so we're going to have to going to have to fight for it and just keep going under the radar. But there's if we come out the blocks like we know we can, there's no reason we can win. And I think, judging by the way it's gone so far, we're just going to do the same again and be very very hard to score against. And if we only let in zero or one goals, we've definitely got a chance of scoring more than them. I think you're saying, you know, you're going to get, not surprisingly, doubled up or even three players on Traore if he starts. First <laughs> question is, do you think he will start? And the second question is, if he's got three players on him, is it Jota or Neto that you want on the other side to sort of run riot? That's a good question, because obviously Jota, uh, Jota, Jota, Jota has not really been at it, as we've mentioned, so I wouldn't mind seeing Neto. Will Traore start? I can never judge what Nuno's going to do, but because we're at home and the fact that Arsenal's defence isn't the strongest, I would like to see Traore start and have three up front. Yes, they're good going forward, Arsenal, but we know they've got a shaky defence, especially with David Luiz in there, obviously. Your man on the away perspective said he needs he needs free, like a couple with him, then he's all right. So if we can target him, put pressure on him, try and get a goal. And we're compact, aren't we? I mean, you've got to trust in our defence of keeping out Aubameyang and Lacazette and so on. So, yeah, I'd start Adama myself, but the way Dendonka played, he'd be pretty harsh to drop him, wouldn't it? Can't drop him, really. Bayless, same question for you. It's an interesting one, isn't it? How you're setting up against Arsenal. I I just want to see us have a go at them, and really take the game to them. They've they've definitely got the firepower to score a hell of a lot more than um, the dross we've played against recently. So I think you've got to sit tight again. Sit tight. We've got a really good defence, but at the same time, if you don't go out and take the game to Arsenal, you might be looking at the point where 60 minutes this time we might be one or two behind if we don't try and create those chances. So Traore start and start with Jota, but have that possibility of bringing Neto on. Difference, difference about the last three games here though is sorry that um, they're going to come at us because they just have that mentality and they've yeah. come in on the back granted they had a, a poor result to start with but they've come out since then and you know they've put four past Norwich in midweek helps sorry. us that they've had a midweek game I'm just going to say potentially. Mm. but I think that's another I think that's another positive for starting Traore isn't it if they do come at us and leave yeah. any gap at the back we're going to yeah. open them up like Christmas no one will know what to do um, score prediction Harry so, my score predictions have been pretty high scoring the last three games, and as we know, they've been low scoring, but I'm going to keep to it. I'm going to go 3 1 Wolves, a repeat of last year's home win. Ooh, Bayless. Head says a 1 all draw. Heart is a 2 0 Wolves. And Jack? I'm going to go 1 1 draw, and that is not a disaster by any means. If, if that happens. I fancy a 2 0, actually. I do fancy another clean sheet. And just uh, from one famous Arsenal fan, because obviously him and Gary Lineker always going at each other on Twitter. And I think Pierce said um, something about Ronaldo being uh, the greatest, and there's, there's no argument to be had there. And then I think Gary Lineker went and got a tweet from <laughs> Pierce Morgan in 2011 where he said that Messi was the greatest ever, and there's no argument there. Jay Bothroyd, the Wolves connection here weighs in on it says Pierce Morgan just just shut up you ain't got a clue about football Pierce Morgan came back and said says the bloke whose biggest honour in football was being runner up in Japan's L2 and I, I did say I did say to him actually and that absolute thriker against Leeds um, so we, we still love him for that uh, but what we'll, we'll do is uh, get your latest betting odds and there's still no ticket news Hi I'm Kelly Chris Kamara you're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable Jeff. Yes, I've had a look on the interweb and found out some betting odds. There's a few boosted prices out there. A couple that I picked up on. 
Jimenez score a header against Arsenal seven to one. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Neves to get one. From, Neves to get one from outside the area ten to one. Bloody hell, these are good odds. These. What's this? And I like. I like um, Wolves to win two 0 eleven to one. Well, I like that. I've, I've, I've got a shout out because I've been asked to. Uh, my cousin Tom, who occasionally comes up the walls with us, twenty um, eighth of December, twenty nineteen, he put on the two following bets, which is uh, Wolves finishing the top four, eleven. Which only got elevens on, which isn't too bad. But he also backed Wolves to win the league without Man City and Liverpool. So if Wolves came third, wow, absolute windfall, serious bet. Um, I thought I'd give him that shout out. And is that Tom that never buys around? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Runs with the family, okay. that doesn't it? <laughs> that's a, that's a lie. I always buy my <laughs> money. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, well, on that top four um, chat, I mean, let's let's open it up. We said what we wanted to talk about um, previously, so um, I'll start with you, Harry. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a lot of Wolves fans got excited last night on Twitter, including myself. You see the results go our way like that. We're three points off Leicester and. I think looking at it, Man United, we know their fixtures are looking soft and they are flying now. I hate to admit it because Mm -hmm. I've got a few mates who are big Man United fans and they annoy me. So I hate to admit it, but I think they're going to get in. I really do. I think Man United are going to fly up there. So I think our hope is taking over Chelsea and Leicester. So will we do it? I think Saturday, the game against Arsenal is a big, big... You know, if we win that, then I really think we can do it. But obviously, we've got Everton as well, who are flying themselves. If they get a few wins, they might sneak up the back. There's so much more to play for, and I don't know. I think I think we're definitely capable, but I think it also suits us a little bit in a weird way that our running is a little bit tougher because we always thrive, don't we, with the underdogs in the last few seasons. So I think there's about a seventy percent chance we'll do it, and I hope we do because I mentioned the other week I got a fifty pound <laughs> bet with my Man United mate. So if Wolves do get Champions League, I get I win fifty quid. <laughs> Does that include if we qualify through fifth? Yeah, so I, I bet it, we was drunk at the pub at the beginning of the season when we hadn't what? won in the first eight. <laughs> yeah, so we hadn't won. <laughs> Wolves hadn't won in eight, and I was drunk. I said to, we, he was like laughing, saying, a bit like that Villa fan Bayless was reading that earlier, saying we're going to go down, we're going to get knocked out of Europa. I said, look, I bet you fifty quid Wolves get into the Champions League within the next two years. And uh, yeah, he's panicking now. Oh wow! So you got uh, you got this this season yeah. and next next and next well. season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jack, do you want to add anything onto that? Um, I always look at the the fixtures, and everyone's on the got the same amount of games left now, and they really who's in, involved in in that way. And we've done well to dispatch the sort of lower relegation fodder in the last three games, and now we've got to do it against the the mid table teams and the teams who are just slightly below us. Up until obviously we play Chelsea on the last day. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, and what I don't want to happen is that we have one bad result either at the weekend or you know against Sheffield United or Everton, and then suddenly if or the, the wheels come off and it's meltdown, because we need to keep our feet on the ground. Whatever happens, it's been a, a bloody good season. It can only get a hell of a lot better. Can we do it? I, I don't know because we've had a lot of draws in games and we've we're, we're a hard team to beat, but we really need if we're gonna co- catch. Man United and Chelsea now. I think Leicester are really panicking because they can't buy a win at the moment. But if we're going to win, if we're going to get top four, what do you think we need? What, 14 points at least at the last 18? Mm. Four wins, two draws, minimum. Yeah. Make make up a gap as well. So that means we can have two two, draws. Well, no, when, just um, draw two. When's the Man City announcement? When's it announced if they are actually... It just says says mid-July, is it? The day after, yeah, yeah, it's a week and fifth. The day after like. they find out who finishes fifth. 
The big, one, the big one I see, Jack, in it is that Arsenal's next two games are us and Leicester. If Arsenal win their next two, they're bang up but, for yeah. it. Yeah, right in the mix. Suits us. Yeah. Suits yeah. us, doesn't it? Suits us, great. Yeah. They've got to come and play. Brilliant. Which is what's it, not happened in the previous games. So, this again, it suits us with our counter-attack and on the pace. And hopefully, I know you don't want to say it, but maybe it's helpful because we might be playing some teams shortly. You've got nothing to play for which can go either way, but you usually think on a whole, you don't want to be playing a team down the bottom towards the end, the same no. as a team who's trying to get into Europe. But when we're playing Everton and Burnley, they might all be done and dusted for the summer. So I wouldn't have liked our last three being Villa, Bournemouth and West Ham. Completely mm. different games then. Palace as well. Completely Palace different have really games. done it now. Do you know um, um, that tweet I shared into the group last night with that lad put, Wolverhampton runs three points off third place in the Premier League with six to play. Oh my word. That's when it hit me. Yeah. When, you, when, yeah. you, when we talk about it, we just talk about it as if like, you know, oh, it's normal. But I know we're, we're, we're guilty Wolves fans. We've said this a lot before of living in the past or whatever, but we have been so crap over our lifetime. So just be sat here now being like, yeah, we're six to go, lads. You know, we're three points off third. Just like, <laughs> it is mental, isn't it? Like, it's just so crazy. You know what have been good if we'd beaten Brighton? That'd have been helpful, wouldn't it? Now, well, yeah, <laughs> those two points. <laughs> what about the six? What about the um? What about the four points that got taken off us against uh, Leicester? Leicester as well, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're well, talking about VAR, VAR, Harry, and we, you know, it wouldn't be the nineteen twenty season if we weren't speaking about VAR every week, and it, it's had another nightmare again this week, isn't it? Yeah, well, in lockdown, I kept saying to you, like, oh, mate, I'll just take another week of moaning about VAR, but now I regret saying that because now it's here. Um, I'm annoyed again. It just takes way too long. There was the penalty decision yesterday in the Everton-Leicester game, which literally first replay, I was like, yeah, that's handball. It took them ages. That dreadful uh, decision in the West Ham game, which ruled off their first. Awful. Yeah, when I think Antonio was laid down. They said he was offside and they said he was obstructing the keeper's view. I don't know how he was when he was laying on the floor. So What about the penalty as well? The bloke yeah, felt just... half a touch, did a Tom Daly triple somersault pike three position. Yeah. Penalty because it's touched him. The players know now, if there's a touch in the box and you go over, good chance you're getting it. Good point. It's just, it's just they need to sort it out. They need, I think I, I heard a discussion, I think it was on Talk Sport, where they said they either need to, you need to hear their conversations on the pitch, the referee and whoever they're speaking to. And obviously put something on the screen to the players. Now, because Antonio, after the game, I don't know if you saw his interview, he had no idea why it was ruled off and he was the no. reason why. So they, the players don't know. And it's just frustrating fans because you're all just stood there with your arms open like, come on, Can we talk about doing? Man United too? Yeah. Two blatant offsides? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Didn't even check it. Didn't he, didn't even bother to check it. So if you think that VAR's a conspiracy to let the bigger teams into the top four, you're completely right. We've, we've got this coming. You, you wait, like, last day's fixtures... And who Chelsea. We've, got? we've got Chelsea yeah, yeah, yeah. and Leicester have got uh, Man United, haven't they? So yeah. straight, so straight away, what's going to happen then if they think, oh, hang on, which two teams do we want in the top four here, Leicester and Wolves, or do we want Man United and Chelsea? And oh, look, <laughs> look what happened. <laughs> I look, Johnny's look, toenails look, offside. Look what's, off, look what's offside. Twenty-five minutes beforehand. Uh, yeah. So just got to ride it out. But I think if you ask the majority of football fans now, if you just said VAR, scrap it or keep it, it would be eighty percent scrap it. I'd say. Would you think? Just get rid of it. I reckon not scrap it, but if there's a decision where it takes longer than a certain amount of time, which we discussed before, like it's not clear and obvious, bang, carry on. Just do, give the decision they gave right at the time. There are only two sports that have got it bang on, tennis and cricket. Fair enough, they're completely different to football, but there's a limited number of reviews on it and it's all timed. And I think yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it? You've got so long to decide, you've only got so many, and if you're wrong and you're doing blatant things to try and dupe the system, then you lose it. Do you think we will have instances where 
there's a decision that's been rushed and they've come to the wrong decision oh, because completely. they rushed it. Look at Headingley in the ashes in the cricket where Lyon wasted a review and then Stokes would have been out LBW. However we do this, however we do this video referral system, there's always going to be controversy. That's why we're better off without it because controversy when it's wrong, at least it's human error. Now we're arguing about what the Mac is saying. It's, it's, it's oh absolutely preposterous. Lads, as we're, sorry, as we're talking... I know this is going to date the pod or whatever, but in the background, I've got Sunderland v Tottenham, uh, Sheffield United v Tottenham on. If Carrie Kane's just scored right, he's gone to VAR. So it's funny as we're talking about this. And uh, Lucas Moore has fell over and, they, and they've gone to clear it. And it looks like he's whacked him on the back of the arm. They have been looking at this clip now while the whole time we've just been talking. So there's another one now. Yeah, I'm going to see. It's just like, like literally, as we're talking about it, is he give it? He's just making a decision now after. How long have we been talking about VAR? Last two minutes? Yeah, that's oh, how long this has been going on for. I've just been watching it as we've been talking, and they've just—I think they've disallowed the goal. They've disallowed the goal. Oh my god! Like as we're talking about, it, it's happening live in this game right now. Harry Kane's goal's been ruled out. There we go. One 0 Sheffield United still. The thing is, they don't even get it right all the time. They've had decisions that they've gone back and they afterwards said they got it wrong, yeah. even with literally Lucas. <laughs> look at Lucas Moore. People have probably seen this who are listening. Lucas Moore fell over. The bloke's absolutely welled it off his like arm shoulder as he's fallen over. He can't get out the way with it. Oh mate, v- look, at, look at Bollies at Leicester. I know yeah. we've gone about it, but that if that had been Chelsea, Tottenham. Arsenal, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, goal every needs, day of the week. There needs to be some sort of review system. That's what's good about like cricket, where if it's within a certain er- margin of error where it can't be accurate, it goes with the on-field call. You're not drawing lines off Antonio's head. And if it takes too long, <laughs> takes too long, or you can't be 100% sure, or these sort of things, or you have a review system, and then once you've used your review, then that's it if you use it too soon. But there's so many ways to improve it, but it's just it's favouring the bigger teams. It's supposed to be for clear, obvious mm. errors by human error. And it's not doing that. It's telling you if Neto's studs three millimetres offside. What good's that to anybody? Yeah, well, what was winding up Wolves fans was obviously the Man United one that looked really close wasn't checked, was it? And that, if that was us, as we say, there'd have been a line come out and he's, his stud would have been offside. But it just baffled me how they're not consistent and didn't check that Man United one the other night. Perfect. Well, uh, the debate will rage on, I'm sure. And uh, only time will tell to see what happens. But otherwise, we're going to move on to statues. Hi, this is this is some daft shite in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on in school for him ginger hair. Hi, this is Gaza. Welcome to the 77 fucking high street club. Is that right? That joke was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gaza. This is 77 club. So West Ham are going to honour club legends Bobby Moore, Sir Jeff Hurst and Martin Peters with a statue at London Stadium as part of the club's 125th anniversary celebrations. But who's the odd one out, out of Bobby Moore, Sir Jeff Hurst and Martin Peters? Jeff Hurst still alive. Jeff Hurst is still alive. And normally, in normal circumstances, with footballers anyway, you don't really get a statue until you're dead. Ha- um, have, they, have they checked, Sam, in East London that it won't it won't uh, offend a woman that's actually a bloke who thinks she's a toaster in East London. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> I'll have to pull it down. Well, no, I don't. If, if you mean have, has Sir Jeff Hurst got linked to the slave trade, then no. And, <laughs> uh, it should be okay. Uh, but it brings into the question, I think Steve Ball's probably been asked the question about nine million times whether uh, he should have a statue. And I think he's going to get one eventually. He said normally the, his answer to the question is, I'm not dead yet uh, anyway. So... Uh, I don't expect to see it. But this opens up the debate of should Steve Bull have a statue, Harry, now that Sir Jeff Hurst is going to get one? Yeah, I think... I don't know I don't know if that's a written rule that uh, 
you know, you've got to be dead. I'd, I'd give him one personally from what he did for us. We yeah, nearly went bloody bust. So, and well, was, was we saying before the pod, David Beckham has got one for LA Galaxy. <laughs> Michael Jackson's at Fulham. Michael Jackson had one at Fulham. And Ronaldo had one in his hometown. That's yeah. true, but he looked like the bloke from Bloody Heart Attack, didn't he? What was the did one? Yeah, is that the airport? That was awful. <laughs> I think Zlatan had one as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. actually he did. got chopped down, didn't he? Because he bought um, shares in the rival club. Oh, Classic Zlatan though, isn't it? That is too But fair. Steve Ball, like... He's like a proper legend, and he like I'd, I'd give him one. I think where there's would he go outside the Steve Ball stand? Yeah, that'd oh, yeah. be uh, sensible. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'd, outside the stand colours. Yeah, they might, no, have, they might have to wait until they like, rebuild the that the main, stand. The main, the main reason I say obviously, yeah, but it's, it's still got fucking J's on it as the John Island stand. So yeah. I mean, you know they haven't exactly I, kept up to date with that. Have they? It would They're going to knock it, it down, aren't they? wouldn't it? Because then we'd have one outside each stand. So I'd like the idea. Maybe. Obviously, I know they have a lot of problems with the planning permission rebuilding on the Steve Ball, but maybe when they do eventually get the permission, maybe then that's where they'll do it in about 20 years' time. See, I would like to see something like what West Ham have got outside the Berlin ground, which is, um, I think, got uh, Jeff Hurst, Bobby Moore, Martin Peters, and and Ray Wilson's in there as well. Um, that, but that's outside, obviously, the old ground. But it would be great to see the Billy Wright statue next to running out next to Steve Ball, running out next to maybe I don't know someone like what? Just one statue? Frankowski, yeah, John, John, John Richards. <laughs> I think John, if you have John Richards, Steve Ball, and Billy Wright, you can't really argue that. You know, Silla, top, top, Silla. <laughs> and Mick McCarthy behind them clapping. Yeah, yeah just have Silas falling over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, yeah I, 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 it depends what the uh, stand looks like I suppose in, in, in where it'll actually fit because I mean there's um, obviously not many plans out at the moment for how it's going to work but it's pretty tight as it is at the moment isn't it mm. um, so yeah um, but what we'll do is we'll leave that there episode 112 we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell see you in a bit say goodbye to Jack Williams ta and Dan Bayliss Goodbye, Wolves fans. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.